goes, hey, they're up in the sky. It's the uh, K Strauss, the yo yo guy. And then I do the boo da ba 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 da 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 Earbuds and earworms. I'm Amy La 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 Shepherd, and this is Mitchell Manley. Cuckoo for woohoos. Woo! Oh, makes me want to woohoo. But actually, I like German shoulder, uh, chocolate soldiers more. Have you ever had those? Uh uh-uh. uh It's a it's a yoohoo. Right. But it's a chocolate soldier that was sold in gas stations for I'll a see. long time, and so I like those. There's a I did a painting of one because I have problems. Do those still exist? Can we go and find them? No. That's unfortunate. I've already looked. My daughter has a painting of them in her room, and uh, she's like, oh, it's chocolate milk. I'm just like, yeah, but you, you can't get it. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. But now that we've, like, completely diverted uh, off <laughs> As track, we tend to do. Yeah. Um, what's this week's theme? So this week's theme, I believe we're going to go with woohoos and woos and woes and na-na-nas and just and the all the other. Yeah, just all the fun non-verbal elements. That make a song really fun. I like vocal elements that are non-verbal. Mm-hmm. So I like, you know, yes and get on ups and woos and, and just all that sort of stuff. is just fun. And it is pretty well established. Right. Yeah. And uh, I think it was Craig, like, DM does? Oh, no. Is it DM? DM does. Yeah. He, he sent us uh, a DM. <laughs> that sounds and, so weird. Right. My mom always just posts happy birthday and nobody knows who it's to. Right. I just happy like birthday that. out yeah. of nowhere. Yeah. I always like that. But, so yes, that is the theme for today, and I know that you love some of them so hard. What song did you bring to properly represent? All right, so I brought a Baltimore song called Tarzan Boy. It's a, it's a simple song about living that chill Tarzan lifestyle away from the bustle of modern society and like swinging from tree to tree, just engaging in monkey business <laughs> with all your monkey homies on a sunny afternoon. It's got some really cool 80s production happening, and I especially love the little synth horn hits in the verses. Oh, yeah. But the best and most iconic part of the song is is that wordless chorus, like mimicking Tarzan's cry, but just like the most catchy, earwormy way possible. 
as soon as you hear the song, if you're out somewhere, you know, I promise you'll spend the rest of your day just singing. <laughs> it's just like so primal and satisfying to sing along to. It's just like it's, it gets stuck with you. Yeah. Um. So I was not that familiar with this song, sadly. Yeah, I think it was in a Ninja Turtles movie, maybe, I, too. Yeah, it was. So whenever the... Well, yeah. The whoa, whoa, whoa yeah. starts. Uh, I recognize that part because I wasn't super familiar. I did notice, like, I clicked on it, and, like, it was immediately the 80s slapped me yeah, in absolutely. the face. And Dakota was like, oh, oh, that's my jam, and then started singing it. So I know that I should have been, like, better on this. And I just, I don't know how I completely forgot to ever look up the band or the song by itself it's like this jungle dance party and it's just it's just so good and yeah as said like if you hear this out you're gonna have the whoa, whoa, whoa stuck in your head forever yeah and i really think we need to bring back men's eyeshadow yeah the guy in the video has got some really nice at eyeshadow happening it's pretty sweet and i, I was like wow wouldn't it be great i mean to have like don't you want eyeshadow yeah i like wearing eyeliner and stuff like that yeah i do you ever do I it for no your show that. i haven't in a while but I, like i used to do it for whenever i played in jackson occasionally i would Aww. when i had that improv hardcore band burn the boy we would uh put on ridiculous costumes please and say mascara and, yeah i, I you didn't got them long eyelashes. i do have <laughs> those eyelashes but i never used the mascara but i did put on a little eyeliner from time to time i feel like you could go t- there's probably like a good eye uh, like mascara for you i yeah. guarantee it I brought something that I just discovered today. It's the Pez Heads Row Your Boat. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So sometimes you just have to row your boat. <laughs> and this is simply this like light, grungy, poppy little song that just captures some joy for me. I know that the singer from this band released an album either yesterday, today, or whenever it is in your yeah. timeline. And it's just like a short, sweet song that's near impossible to look up on, on anything because did you know there's this like kids thing? called uh, row 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 your boat never heard of it okay well there is and they've made plenty of covers <laughs> renditions of that, of yeah, that there's huh? plenty of that ones yeah this is definitely it's a great example of how like strategically placed woes and o's kind of bring an extra dimension and passion to an otherwise like straightforward song uh pez heads is apparently just one girl playing everything and so oh, really yeah and so the songs are are pretty cut and dry for the most part but 
uh, whenever she elongates those syllables into whoa, woes and o's, you know, she's adding this layer of like yearning and almost exhaustion to the feel of the vocals, which gives the song a little bit of an emotional boost. And I think that's kind of cool. Yeah, emotional boost while you row your boat. Yeah, so this is a very simple use of the woes, yeah. but it's perfect. I thought it was sweet. Tons and tons of whoa, whoa, woes, na, na, na's, da, di, da's, la, la, la's, and I think just general scat singing. Yeah, just, uh, I love all that sort of yeah. stuff. Any sort of element like that. And the ear buddies came with all of it. Yeah, we got tons of good ones. Yep. Brian V, always capturing my heart, bringing the flaming lips, the yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah song. If you could love the world with the switch, would you do it? If you could make everybody poor Just so you could be rich Would you do it? If you could watch everybody work While you just lay on your back Would you do it? If you could take all the love Without giving it back Would you do it? So in love with this album whenever it like came out it's hand clappy there's yeah yeah yeah's and uh i just you know the flaming lips have been good for so long you think of yoshimi mm-hmm. and you're like well what if their next album sucks and this album does it's just, it really holds up and this song is i believe like the intro song yeah, it's the very first song on the record. yeah and it's just this intro into glee and kind of this like inspirational and like what can you do type you know it's very inward looking which is cool i really like this one yeah this this is uh one of the first flaming lip songs that i ever heard and like the yeah 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 yeah's and the ahs yeah that stuff in the intro just instantaneously hooked me it's like the perfect ear candy and just leaves the song stuck in your head for days after you hear it and i always like the lyrical content of this one as well especially like since Flaming Lips can be a little absurdist with their lyrics sometimes, like Yoshimi and that sort mm-hmm. of stuff. But in this one, it's essentially like confronting the ego and the id and just like confronting that idea that people desire power more than they might admit. And also that like a lot of us like to talk about being charitable or being positive, but we don't actually follow through a lot of times. And, you know, it's not calling out some select group of bad people who do that. It's all of us. You know, we're all imperfect and inconsistent. So the song kind of calls out that hypocrisy to the forefront and asks us to really consider that part of ourselves and try to ensure that we use all our power for positive things, you know? Yeah. So it is very inspirational. It's just so fucking catchy, too. You know? uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I love that. Oh, I love it. Sorry. <laughs> Jason P. brings Faith No More's blood.
heavier songs, I I guess I never think about like the conventions that pop has that cross over to make good music and like the very whoa, you know. There's there's a lot of that in here and it also has these like incredibly cerebral rhythmic things going on. Yeah. It's super angsty, but it also the quality is interesting because when you think of Faith No More, you don't think of the vocals being like the forefront. And, or at least I don't, but remember, right. I also thought Mars Volta was, I don't yeah. know, I'm not good with these things. But yeah, it was like very vocal forward, but not like the most professional of singing voices. And I think that right, adds exactly. like a cool layer to it. Yeah, this is a early Faith No More, which is their first singer, Chuck Mosley, who maybe not quite as melodic as Mike Patton, who sang for Faith No More for pretty much everything after this album. But still, Chuck Mosley had like a lot of angst and emotion in his voice, which makes this song super effective. Um, it, it not only has the woes, but also some haze. Yep. Uh, which they can be awful if they're not carefully placed. But in this song, they sort of punctuate a transition between two parts in a really cool way. And in fact, the gang vocals just all the way through really keep this thing going uh, and like keep the song driving really hard. Uh, and then they like double the woes and then they come in with a bunch of haze. And then there's like parts where they just like punctuate the last syllable of each line that Chuck Mosley's singing. It's just like very catchy, very powerful. So, yeah. And you don't think of that like generally. I don't know. I mean, I guess I'm getting to the point where, of course, there can be very catchy things that are not pop music. And I like that there's this like, hey. These things that make all music listenable generally are showing up. Right. In these, uh, it's, it's very interesting. Jeremy brings the classic Cannibal and the Headhunters song, Land of a Thousand Dances. I don't know how to pony. into the marching band of middle schoolers Mm -hmm. but we played this at every football game in middle school in marching band and i cannot believe that i didn't think about this song at all i just i can't believe i i I just wow (laughs) yeah same thing can't believe i've forgotten about this one also had to learn it in middle school band and i'm pretty sure it's like the most iconic use of na 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 na's uh, other than that steam song, na 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 na, yep. <laughs> hey hey, goodbye. Um, yeah, I could listen to this song another ten times and never really be able to tell you what the rest of the song is even about, right? Because the na 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 na's are just like so catchy and overwhelming to the senses, and just makes you want to chant and boogie it, you know, boogie down. I know Jeremy likes to be a purist, so I'll point out that this song was written a few years ago or, or a few years before this came out. Uh, but then Cannibal and the Headhunters were the ones who actually added the na 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 nas. 
into the hook. Yeah. And it just made that song take off. And then a more popular version, and I'd also dare say the best version, <laughs> uh, was a much faster, funk, faster, funkier version released by Wilson Pickett about a year after this version. And, I mean, it's it's just super iconic and fast and funky. And uh, I'd say it's the best version. Did they have the na 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 na? Oh yeah, yeah. It's just like even faster. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. They had the na 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 nas. Oh, Bruce brings seals kiss from a rose. There is so much a man can tell me, so much he can say. Won't you tell me is unhealthy, baby? Did you know that when it snows, my eyes become a lot and the light that you shine can't be seen? I don't know if the Bayaya intro counts, but let's talk about this song for a minute. This song, while being grossly overplayed around the release of Batman Forever, is still pretty dang good. It's an honestly beautiful arrangement and Seal's one of the best singers probably ever. The lyrics are a little cliche and dubious, but still hold a special place in my heart. Not much stood the test of time in Batman Forever. I'm just gonna say, like, yes, it is comic book film and there's some elements that are very comic booky, but ooh. Mm, that I I don't like rewatching that 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 time of Batman. At, <laughs> no, because you know after that is Batman and Robin. Ooh. Yeah. So it was super overplayed when the movie came out, but it's just this very solid song. And when you're listening to it, you know you don't switch the radio. You just kind of flow along with it. And who doesn't immediately start singing whenever it comes back? With the baby. Yeah, it's yeah, perfect. I know. that. Like, sometimes that's the only lyric I'm going to sing. I'm going to be like, baby. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. I was singing it all the way over here to record <laughs> this, actually. I'm going to be honest with you. I've had it stuck in my head uh, ever since Bruce brought it to the table. I have even been, like, learning how to play it. Like, Aww. a really simple version on the piano. Aww. So, yeah, I've always had a special place in my heart for this song, even though I was, like, never really into the Bat- Batman movies. I just love Seal and the arrangement in this song is just... It's amazing, just stacked to the rafters with vocal parts and overdubs. Obviously, the ba-da-da's and ba-ya-ya's are the standout element. But even through the verses, you'll hear like ah's and o's filling up background space underneath other background vocals. Yep. And then even besides the vocals in the mix, like the instrumentation on the song is just outrageously good. There's tons of subtle strings and horns and synths that just fade in and out just for a single part of the song, like Mm -hmm. just for two or three seconds, and then they're gone. And if you're listening in headphones, the chorus just kind of like swells from the center of the stereo field outward to both sides, you know, the left and the right sides of the stereo field. And just gives this like really gripping bloom as it as it transitions from like the more subdued verse into the more free and open chorus. Just a brilliantly written, incredibly well orchestrated, beautifully recorded song. And uh, I'll shamelessly defend it against anybody. <laughs> it's I, Is there anybody who's going to fight it, though? I mean, like you said, a lot of people are going to complain that it's overplayed. And most uh, there's a lot of people that might think that all pop music is crap, 
Oh. But if you listen to this song on headphones, you're going to be blown away. It's it's incredible. Yeah, especially if it's like not something that's like mono and terrible. Yeah. I hate whenever they like make everything mono boring. Sorry. Uh Jody brings Peggy Sue's Come Back Round. says melancholy guttural sounds this i think this falls in your harmonies like your like harmony love, love for harmonies yeah. yeah for sure uh it's a crossover yes yeah, so it's got harmonies and, and non-verbal <laughs> yes yeah and i think that it's just this like amazing and beautiful ethereal somewhat like somber song and i didn't know what to expect at all and it just it really brought it i i really it's just it's a short tune but it, it i feel like i i would like more of it yeah i mean who, who needs lyrics to tell a story you know using only these like sparse harmonies and really no lyrical content they convey this feeling of loneliness and longing and even the song title come back around is stylized in parentheses to like mirror that they're building this melancholy atmosphere without words or a direct message it's just like all acapella vocals and it kind of reminds me of this track that came out on like some special edition of the Beach Boys Pet Sounds record. Uh-huh. It was like just these unreleased background vocals that are so brilliant and beautiful and like this really intricate shifting between the notes and makes these really complex chords using only a few voices. Stuff like that just blows my mind with like what the human voice is capable of a cappella. Oh, that's amazing. And yeah, this is definitely a great uh, example of that. And I also you know, because acapella's gotten pretty popular lately, mm-hmm. it's nice to see it, like, go back to these parts where it is just very much the instr- instrumentation of the music and not necessarily presenting a pop song that Right, it's just a feel, you know, yeah. it's just a tone. Mm-hmm. Now, Frank rounds us out with Tokyo Daylight from the game Persona 5.
my god, this every single time it's like the soundtrack makes me want to play this game forever and I've never played the game and I have no idea what's going on. Same. And yeah, and it's just all the da-da-das and the, that, that jazzy bass line. Yes, it is so funky. So funky. Yeah, I got to get my hands on this game somehow because like this is the second song that we featured from it and it's just all undeniably catchy. And just like, honestly, next level for video game music. It's so above par for video yeah. game music. And like, a lot of video games have great music, but this thing is just out of hand. Yeah. Uh, I love like the jazzy scatting and like some of it even sounds like loungy Mike Patton, like Mr. Bungle sort of stuff. Uh-huh. But there's like some grit and shadiness behind this like facade of the dancey funk. This is like the sound of walking into a speakeasy or like a super secret VIP room or some like shady nightclub. It's a great example of just like letting the vocals bring style and pizzazz to the song rather than forcing a meaning on, you know, with lyrics. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's made to provide like this perfect mood music for doing something fun, but like a little hedonic and seedy as well, you know. Yeah. Just like the sonic equivalent of doing three lines of cocaine. <laughs> and I think that uh, thanks to Frank, I might have an addiction to it. So uh, To cocaine or Persona 5? <laughs> well, well, we'll talk about that off air. We'll see which one's easier. Frank, hit me up with that Persona 5 or the cocaine, whatever. <laughs> we'll figure it out. Well, that's delightful. Um, we didn't get feedback for this week, but that's okay because we totally got this from Craig. Mm-hmm. And you can always reach out to us on Twitter. I'm at Pow I Gotcha, and I'm at Madame Wole, and the show is at E and D Pod. The Facebook group is Earbuds and Earworms Podcast Group, and the voicemail line is. Seven three one four zero zero B U D S or seven three one four zero zero two eight three seven, and you can always email the show endpod at gmail dot com. Part of the ten seven ten network. I I'm really excited about the final song. Yeah, yeah, I am. So the final song that I'm going to leave us with is an Animal Collective song called Winter Wonderland. Uh, Animal Collective are a very weird band. But beyond the weird, noisy, unsettling facade, it's two of the most unique, talented vocalists of our generation, I think. Uh, there's Panda Bear, Aww. who has, like, he has a very warm and hearty, like, tenor and sort of specializes in, like, super complex vocal harmonies. And then in this song, the main focus is the other singer, who goes by the name A.V. Tear. Uh, and one of A.V. Tear's signatures is this very powerful, high-pitched falsetto that, like, almost no one can replicate. And in this song, it shows up as like these beautiful melodies over the second half of each of the verses. And then there's a little tag after each chorus, just like guaranteed to get a hook in your brain. So listen carefully for some of my favorite woo-woo-woos in Animal Collective song, Winter Wonderland.
Yeah, 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 yeah. They had the na 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 na's.